So, so what do we got going on? Welcome well, to 2017. Uh, say again? Welcome to 2017. <laughs> 2017, you know, this is going to be the year that people are going to get good and, good and sick of Glenn Jones, I would say. I've got uh, so much stuff uh, on uh, in the pipeline, so to speak, mm -hmm. about to come out. Um, anyway, I thought tonight I would play a couple songs from my most recent album, Fleeting, and then uh, it being a new year that I would play uh, several new pieces uh, some of them um, written since the last album, all of them written since the last album, and a couple of them written since the election. So cool. um, anyway, it's kind of a rainy, uh, miserable night here in Cambridge, so I thought I would um, entertain your audience with some rainy, miserable music. That sounds like a wonderful idea. Why don't you give it a go, and, and okay. we'll, we'll work as we go. All right. I'm going to start off with a piece called uh, Portrait of Basho as a Young Dragon.
So that one's from Fleeting, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. And now that came out in like this early, early fall, right? Uh, that's about right. I guess uh, maybe April of was this it past that, year. Was it that early? I think so. I, I get lost anymore when I, with the, I, I realize that we played like 850 local bands on the show last year. <laughs> The fact that I remember as many of them as I do is, is kind of remarkable, I think. Uh, I say that's pretty remarkable all around. Yeah. It, it's uh, nice to know there's that much good local music being made that I can get away with that. It's it's pretty impressive sometimes. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going to do another piece from Fleeting. This one is called uh, Close to the Ground. Okay. Um, and uh, I guess that's it.
Glenn Jones here on Pipeline. So now you're going to switch guitars, right? Yeah. Okay. He has so brought four guitars with him, a three and a banjo, sorry. Uh, so so we're going to have a, 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 a weird bit of breaks over the course of this set just to make things flow. Now, you also have, you've got a, a slew of records coming out this year, as you were saying. Let, let's deal with the reissues first, since we're going to play one of those tracks while you go switch guitars and get stuff out. Yeah, um, my first my first uh, three albums have been out of print for a while. Um, they were originally issued just on CD by the Strange Attractors label out of Portland, Oregon. And uh, Thrill Jockey has just uh, licensed them from Strange Attractors and will be putting out the first um, the first album, my, first, my debut solo guitar record called uh, This Is The Wind That Blows It Out uh, will be coming uh, this month. And... Um, so they're not going to all come on the same day, at least. No, no, that, it'll, it'll come out. They'll come out over the course of the year. That, that's probably a good plan. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm also I'm really excited because the um, uh, the first two were never issued on LP, and they will be uh, this time. So uh, to me, the uh, the format of the gods will finally be uh, respected and um, um, honored. You know, I I do very well. <laughs> um, the track I wanted to play. Um, when I made my first record, I wasn't really sure how I wanted the uh, guitar to sound. It was still uh, a new process for me. And in um, reissuing this record, um, I sat down with my engineer, Matthew Azevedo, and we um, completely remastered the record from the ground up. And I think it sounds um, pretty fabulous. I would say it sounds at least, oh, I don't know, 20% better maybe than the original did. It was recorded here in Boston with uh, Bill T. Miller uh, Engineering. And um, the tracks that I think sound exceptionally uh, fine on the reissue, uh, one of them is uh, the one we're going to play, which is a duet piece with uh, Jack Rose um, called Linden Avenue Stomp. And um, anyway, here it is. And while you're listening, I'll, I'll run out and switch guitars. All right, cool. Let's go give it a shot. Here's Glenn Jones' Linden Avenue Stomp featuring Jack Rose. Glenn Jones there with Jack Rose, Linden Avenue Stomp. From uh, the reissue forthcoming on Thrill Jockey of This is the Wind That Blows It Out, Glenn joins us in the studio this evening, and he's got a new guitar and some other songs to play for us now. Yeah. Um, let's see. The, the next, uh, the next uh, few songs will be new ones. Um, this first piece is called uh, Frederick to Fredericksburg, and... Um, this is also uh, kind of an homage to uh, my friend Jack Rose, who uh, I miss Jack every single day. He was, uh, I, to me, in terms of uh, guitar players, there was Jack Rose and then there's everybody else. Yeah, you know? he, was, he was something special. He was. His energy was just uh, amazing. For people who didn't see him live, he just, um, he just filled the room with uh, sound, with his presence, and uh, his uh, energy was not just... Um, Big, was quite big at times, but it also was incredibly uh, focused, almost like, a, I don't know, an, an arc welder or something like that. It was, uh, you know, I've toured with a number of people, and uh, you get to know the people that you're touring with set, and, and you catch their set or you don't catch their set. But with Jack, I was in front of him every single night. We played together, and we played together for the first tour we did was a, a good month-long tour of uh, Europe and the U.K., and I never got tired of hearing you, him. You learn not to miss something like that. Yeah, he was just a, he was a, he was a force of nature, you know. Anyway, this piece, uh, Frederick to Fredericksburg, um, 
when I was working on uh, uh, there's a a box set on the Dust to Digital label by John Fahey. Um, I was friends with John for about 25 years or so, and um, the last time I saw John before he died was uh, ostensibly to interview him about this project, which was a um, a reissue of a bunch of very um, well virtually unknown material. He'd recorded a bunch of uh, uh, tapes and 78s for uh, a label in. Um, Fredericksburg, Maryland, called Phonotone. And the label was run by a character named Joe Bassard. And Joe Bassard is uh, still with us. He's one of the... Um uh, <laughs> he's one of the legendary 78 RPM collectors in the world, and his uh, his collection is uh, second to none. It's thanks to Joe that we even have some of the recordings that we have of Skip James and Charlie Patton and a number of other people. And in addition to... Um, canvassing for 78s when nobody else in the country really gave uh, much of a damn about doing that stuff. Uh, Joe also decided that he would uh, get a 78 RPM uh, pressing lathe and make his own 78s. So he was the very first person to record John Fahey when John was still a teenager. And between 1958 and about 1965, uh, Joe uh, recorded about five CDs worth of material by John, about half of which was uh, was issued. So I spent 11 years working on this box set to reissue this material. And in the course of working on it, there were a number of questions about when, the, when some of the sessions were done and who some of the sidemen were and things like that. And with Joe, it's like pulling teeth to get an answer from him. And the only way that it was really going to work was for me to go down there and spend some time with Joe and try to get him to look at the actual tape boxes and yeah. figure out when the stuff was done. And when uh, my friend Jack heard that I was going down there, he asked that he could come if he could come with me. And so Jack at the time was living in um, Fredericksburg, Maryland. Joe was living in, I'm uh, sorry. Frederick, Virginia. Yeah. Joe was living in Fredericksburg, Maryland. And so we ended up making that trip and spending a good, I think we were down there for nine or ten hours, something like that. And Joe, I have to say, is like, uh, he's like 77 going on eight, on seven. He's just got so much, uh, <laughs> he's got so much, um, Enthusiasm. He plays records for you, and he's elbowing you in the ribs while they're playing. He's playing them in ear-splitting volume. And um, I was so glad that Jack was down there with me because you really need to uh, kind of tag-team Joe just to keep <laughs> up with him, you know. He's, um, <laughs> he's just a character. So uh, when we were leaving that day... <laughs> I mean, you don't do anything with Joe on your own. It's like he tells you how to drive your car. He tells you how to season your food. I've never had anybody reach across the table and salt and pepper and, and whatever <laughs> my, my French fries the way Joe did. You know, you think you know how you like your food. Well, no, Joe knows better than you do. No, no, you know? <laughs> this, is, this is the right way. Yeah. Yeah. So when we were leaving, Joe was like, now, look, when you leave here, don't go over the damn highway. You're going to charge you a bunch of money to go on the thing. What you do is go down here there's a gravel road off the side of the mountain take a right on the gravel road it's dark but just follow the gravel road over the mountain till you get over there and you'll find another road there just follow that for about an hour eventually you'll connect up with the so jack and i were nodding okay joe that sounds good that sounds good as soon as we got out of his driveway we just got on the highway we didn't yeah. follow his directions at all so anyway this is a kind of a, a memory of that uh that day-long trip at uh, joe bassard's place and it's called uh, frederick to fredericksburg
Yeah, that's nice. Thanks. Hey, um, uh, let's see. I have another one to do here on this guitar, but I left my black bag in the other room. Could you grab it? Yeah, sure. Um, you, you can get it, get it easier yeah, yeah. than I can. Thank you. Thank you. I've never seen so many capos in one bag. <laughs> Helpless without him. Some might say I'm helpless with them too. Now, now. talked a, a little bit about uh, John Fahey before. Um, John, as I say, I knew for about 25 years or so, and uh, John, like Jack, is another uh, character that's very difficult to describe to people that <laughs> didn't actually meet him or encounter him in some way. Um, uh, this is, I suppose, my th third piece uh, that I've written. It's kind of a tribute to uh, John, and... Um, it's called uh, The Giant Who Ate Himself. So, um.
I think John would be proud. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, he'd probably be too ornery to be proud, but you know, you, you might have that right. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did get the chance to see him as well. And, mm. You know, and, and his book is one of my favorite things oh, yeah, of all yeah. time. That's that's for sure. Where'd you see him play? I saw him in Chapel Hill. Ah, he played it at a festival down there when I was. Was it the uh, what was it called? Transmissions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I have a tape of that somewhere. Yeah, he yeah. was he was just remarkable that that night. It was. Was he playing electric? I don't I don't remember. Hmm. He he was playing a lot of electric during that period. Of yeah. Year, so. But it, yeah, it was it was remarkable. I yeah, I was sort of in awe at that point. And that was in the midst of a huge festival, so there was, there was so much music going on all around. It was. Hmm. And that was the first time I saw Jack as well because he was playing. Wow. He was playing with Pelt at that, so it was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty wonderful. That uh, would have been before Jack's first uh, solo guitar record, mm-hmm. I think, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was two thousand, I guess, was probably mm-hmm. when that was. So, well, cool. Now you got another guitar switch for us? Yes, I do. Uh, what's this other CD? I, I got the shortest track on it queued up, so we can we can do a little quick flip flop. Uh, let's see. I was gonna uh, suggest um, uh, the. The fourth track. Okay, I got us on three just because it was it was really short. And then the I think fourth, that's and a, the fourth one's six minutes long, so that would. Uh, well, you can fade it out if you want. Uh, all right, but, we'll, but we'll this go that is way. such okay. a this, such a cool piece, um, uh, and this is kind of keeping the Fahey thing alive too. This is this is a recording that uh, Matthew Azevedo and I did at the uh, Boston Waterworks Museum uh, a little over a year ago. Okay, and uh, this is a cover of uh, John Fahey's Portland Cement Factory at Monolith, California, with um, Matthew playing a, a synthesizer solo that just thrills me to the roots of my hair it's okay. uh, it just sounds like the end of the world and um this is going to be coming out as a limited edition uh, uh record store day release in uh, march of this year also okay. on thrill jockey and it's just called waterworks but anyway this is uh the portland cement factory at monolith california recorded live all right Glenn Jones there, a cover of the cement, the Portland Cement Factory? Portland Cement Factory at Monolith, California. All right. I, I, I always get part of that right. That's about, that, that all that hits my memory. So, uh, And now we've switched guitars again, and you've got some more for us. Yeah, uh, let's see. I thought I would finish with um, a piece uh, that's this is only about a, a week or two old. It's called uh, A Different Kind of Christmas Carol. And um, uh, I... I I don't know how I. I mean, I know people enjoy Christmas, but I don't know who those people are. You know, I think they must have kids or something because you know, Christmas is a a, a good holiday for children, but it depresses the the hell out of me. I have to say, I understand that feeling. Yeah, um, I, I try to I try to fake it and you know play play a good show of all the all the Christmas music that came out, but you know when when the day itself actually comes, you're like, uh, yeah. Yeah, enough already. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this is called A Different Kind of kiss, uh, Christmas Carol. And um, I don't know, this is, uh, um, I, I guess I'll just finish with this one and um, we'll see how it goes. Okay.
think he needs some jingle bells on there. But. <laughs> uh, otherwise, the, the Christmassy spirit doesn't quite, <laughs> quite like pervade as much as you may want it to there. But but that works. You know, more Dickensian, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so so uh, you got any shows coming up that we can tell people about? Yes, uh, let's see. Um, there's a, there's actually a show coming up at um, Deep Thoughts uh, on January twentieth. Uh, my friend Willie Lane from Western Massachusetts has uh, recent. He, he's uh, got set, a great new record out. Yes, great, really great record. It made a number of people's uh, year end best list. Um, anyway, he's going to be playing uh, out here. Uh, along with uh, Matt Crefting. I'm not sure what Matt is going to be doing at that show. I've seen him a number of times. It'll probably be electronic. It may involve uh, cassettes. Uh, it's hard to know. But anyway, Matt and Willie and I will be playing at Deep Thoughts on January 20th. And um, Willie is, is not to be missed. There's uh, uh, he's, he's not only a great guitar player, but there's a lot of... Uh, uh, beauty as well as humor in in what he does. Yeah, I'd like to see that because I haven't. Yeah. I've I've never seen him play solo. I've seen I don't know him, that I, he's. I don't know that he's ever played out here actually. Yeah, I, I mean I've seen him with Matt Valentine yep. a, a bunch of times, but never never by himself. So yeah, and um, I've had uh, a lot of great uh, times with Willie. He lived in uh, Philly around the same time that uh, uh, Jack Rose did, and I can remember uh, many nights where Willie and Jack and I were hanging out at Jack's place, listening to records till three and four in the morning, and just. Uh, just shooting the you know yeah. the whatever and um uh, anyway it's, it's uh, going to be a delight to see him again cool and, um so when they asked me if i would do the show i said i'm sure heck yeah 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 great uh is there what's the best place to steer people to find more about you on the internet where do you uh, let's see they can look uh they can look me up on either the uh, uh you can they can just put in glenn jones glenn with two ends in uh under glenn jones thrill jockey or glenn jones uh front porch productions which is my uh, booking agent and there's uh i mean there's tons of stuff out there. there's way more stuff than yeah. uh, i mean it's embarrassing how much stuff is out there. there's a lot of uh youtube clips and stuff like that but just for general information i would say the thrill jockey website or the front porch productions website okay and and then the great question is, all your record covers seem to have different animals playing guitar. But I believe only the hair repeats on on different record covers. I, I love that hair so much that I had to I had to bring him back. Um, on my first record cover, I had found this old uh, postcard uh, from the turn of the the turn of the last century of a uh, little chicken playing a guitar and there was just something about the uh, kind of depressed expression on his face that I felt like that's the that's the cover for the album and when I did that I had no idea that this was kind of going to become my theme but um for a, a good-looking guy like myself, it's probably surprising that I don't put more pictures of myself <laughs> on my album covers. But um, yeah, the, just the lack kinda, of glamour shots is is, is stunning. It's uh, you, you go with what you got, you yeah. Know? Um, but anyway, yes, my my album covers uh, feature anthropomorphic um, animals and insects and whatnot playing uh, playing guitars and banjos. Uh, it's 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 kitsch, but it's also a. Uh, a way of trying to it's maybe a way of like uh giving the impression anyway that i don't take myself too seriously of course i do but it's a, a way of pretending that i don't right and uh it's, it's a delicate balance yes you got to put something on those record covers and so this is uh this works for me and i'll tell you when they're all sitting on the merch table at the end of the night i i do feel a, a real sense of uh 
pride of accomplishment in terms of using these uh, century-old postcards, most of which have been uh, uncovered on eBay over the years. Yeah, you know? it, it, it's it's an it's an amazing array when you look at it all together like that. I so. agree. So so people should come out and look at them uh, and and buy them too, maybe you know. So. Excellent. Well, thank you much for coming in this evening, Glenn Jones here on Pipeline. Uh, he'll be playing over at Deep Thoughts, and that's on the 20th of January. And you can look on the internet. Two ends in Glenn Jones. If you can't spell it, then you've got a whole different set of problems. So, Jeff, thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Glenn.